0: I'm Naomi Hall, and I am the owner of The Recovering Educator, so I am a stress management coach for educators, and I have been in education for 20 years, 19 in the traditional setting, and then one year as a business owner and consultant, so the professional development that you're going to get from me today is going to be a little bit different because I focus on the personal development side of professional development because I believe that when you are at your best, when you feel your best, you can perform your best as an educator and you can give your best to your students. So I think that it's really important to focus on you and making sure that you are managing your stress well, that you are healthy physically and mentally. So that's what we're gonna focus on today. My five tips for you returning to school uh, so that you can have a better year.
1: Hello teachers from around the world, and welcome to the final episode of the Summer Professional Development Series on Legendary Educator. I'm Mr. Ramez, a former teacher and certified teacher trainer, and passionate about the classroom and about learning. This Summer PD Series is meant to prepare you to conquer the classroom next September, and help you reach your goal of becoming a Legendary Educator. Over the past nine weeks of the summer, I've been tackling different topics, discussing different perspectives, and sharing new skills. Whether you're a new teacher, going into the classroom for the first time next September, or an experienced teacher who just needs to polish up on some skills, this podcast is what you need to listen to this summer. For this week's final episode of the Summer PD Series, I've invited Dr. Naomi Hall to wrap things up for us. You'll remember Dr. Hall from episode 14, How to Deal with Daily Stress and Burnout. She is also a wellness coach and the owner of The Recovering Educator. All summer, I've been talking about what to do in your classroom and what to do for your students. Today, Dr. Naomi Hall will talk to you about what to do for yourself and how to reduce your own stress and have a healthy lifestyle during the school year. Before we begin, if you haven't already done so, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast because you don't want to miss, well, the summer PD is over. So, so I guess you're not going to want to miss when I drop season two of Legendary Educator. All right. Let's begin. Class is in session. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Being a teacher is tough. Sure, it's one of the most rewarding jobs you could possibly have, but more often than not, you're overworked, underpaid, not to mention the stress and pressure coming at you from every direction, from keeping your students on track, satisfying the administration with your performance, and of course, parents telling you that you need to pay more attention to their kid, you know, because you don't have 20 other kids in your class. Sometimes you just need to turn it all off and talk to someone, don't you? Well, let me introduce you to BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility and at a more affordable price. Use the link BetterHelp.com slash Legendary Educator to get 10% off your first month of therapy. That's BetterHelp.com slash Legendary Educator. Check out BetterHelp today. You deserve it.
0: we're just going to go through my top tips. But first, I want us to recognize that last year, last year was hard. Last year was challenging. It was exhausting. I know many of you are suffering from fatigue. It was overwhelming. It was stressful. Maybe it was confusing for you. There were a lot of things going on that may have been confusing. It was isolating. It was unhealthy. You may have some other words to describe last year, but I just want to acknowledge that last year was really, really hard. But let's make this year different. Let's step into this new school year from a place of strength, health, and wholeness. My whole goal with my business is to help educators know that there is hope. Your job is hard education is super hard it's stressful it's constantly changing there are so many requirements and regulations and all kinds of things on you that make it a very very hard job and unless you've been in education you don't fully understand how hard it is but i come to you from a place of understanding having been through burnout a couple of times myself and having come back And I know that we're facing a crisis in education and that so many educators are at the place of needing to, wanting to, thinking they have to leave education. But one, if this is your time to leave education, I fully support that. However, if you are at the point of needing to leave but you're not ready to leave because this is your calling, this is your passion, I want you to know that there is hope and there is healing and you do not have to leave. Also, if you're at the point of needing to leave, but not wanting to leave, leaving is not going to solve all of your problems because everything that has built up is going to come with you. And so you have got to heal and address those things no matter where you are. So even if you are leaving the field of education, I am here for you too, because you still need to heal. So let's look at what you can do this year to make this a stronger, better, healthier year for you. So first off, give yourself grace. We are our own worst critics as educators. We beat ourselves up. We take things personally. We beat ourselves up about our mistakes. So I want you to just first off, give yourself grace. There will be rough days. There will be those emails from parents, critics, your boss, (laughs) and I want you to give yourself grace. Just breathe in and breathe out. It's going to be okay. You're going to make mistakes and that's okay. Isn't that what we teach our students that we learn most through failure? So let's be an example of that to our students of, I messed up, please forgive me. I messed up. I'm gonna learn from this. I messed up. I'm going to move forward in spite of my mistakes. So let's give ourselves grace this year. You don't have to be perfect. No one is asking you to be perfect. No one expects you to be perfect. So give yourself grace on those tough days. Give yourself grace when things aren't working the way you want them to they aren't moving as smoothly as you want your kids aren't as well behaved as you want your classroom management isn't as on point as you want just take a breath and give yourself grace then number two let's ditch the negativity it's everywhere everywhere. It's all around. It's coming at you. It's on all sides. It's just part of our culture, unfortunately, right now. So what we're going to do is we're going to ditch the negativity. One, look at who you're surrounding yourself with. Are you surrounding yourself with people who are constantly venting and negative? You might need to change that. You might need to avoid the teacher's room. I know that can be hard because that's where all of your colleagues are and your support system. But sometimes you got to close the door and have lunch by yourself in your own room because the negativity will draw you down and then find the teachers. who are going to build you up, encourage you and help you move forward in a positive direction. And then my other tip for ditching negativity is scribble and scrap because sometimes the negativity is right here. It's in our heads and we have got to turn that around. And so first step is to notice it. Notice where you're in that negative spiral and stop yourself. Then there's a, I I believe it's a study out of the University of Ohio that found that people who wrote down their negative thoughts, crumpled them up and threw them away, were able to move forward in a more positive direction than people who just noticed their thoughts or didn't even do anything to stop the negative thoughts because we have like 50 to 80,000 thoughts a day. You are making so many decisions every day. And the majority of your thoughts, unfortunately are negative. So I want you to notice the conversation that's going on in your head. Give a name to that voice. Okay. Give a name to it. Scribble down those negative thoughts, crumple them up, throw them away and move forward. Um, I sometimes give it I it's Felicia, like, listen, Felicia, (laughs) we're not going that direction. This is the way we're going. And we're going to be positive and we're going to find the bright spots in this day. And we're going to celebrate those bright spots. So name that negative voice and talk to it and shut it down and change it and use that scribble and scrap method. So we're going to ditch the negativity. We're going to look at who we're surrounding ourselves with. We're going to look at what we're allowing into our minds. And if you need to shut off the social media, shut off the news, shut off the negativity and move forward in a positive direction. We have a choice. And then number two, you have got to move your body. And so often I hear from people, I don't have time to add one more thing to my plate. Let's change the conversation on movement. It's not one more thing. It is the thing movement is medicine for your body and for your mind so if you are going to manage your stress well you have got to be moving your body and that really it doesn't have to be a lot of time you don't have to go to the gym you can do something you love and enjoy you can start out small start out with five minutes of movement start with five minutes, making 30 minutes, your goal, because that 30 minutes that you dedicate to moving your body in a way that you find joyful and fulfilling is actually going to get you about an hour a day of increased energy, focus, and productivity. Who doesn't need that? So I want you to move your body, find a way that you love and Honestly, when I started this journey, I was working an hour away from my home. So that meant I was spending a minimum of two hours in my car a day. I didn't have time to add one more thing to my plate. I was working full time. I was, was I working on a degree at that time? I think I was done with all my degrees at that time. I was working full time. I was training in martial arts three to four nights a week. I was an hour away from my house. So I'm spending two hours minimum in my car a day. If I didn't need to run any errands, I didn't have time but I knew that I had to change things for my physical and mental health. My weight was going up. I was stressed. I was, it was a bad, bad year, bad, bad year. So I started getting up at four 30 in the morning. I still have the, have the alarm in my phone, that four 30 alarm to get up, get my workout in and then get off to work. That 30 minutes was a lifesaver for me. So I want you to move your body. Find a joyful type of movement. I don't care how you move your body. It doesn't have to be intense. Start small, but do something that you enjoy and move your body. These are the foundations of stress management. They seem simple, but they're not always easy to implement. And so that's what I do in my business help you implement these habits. Number four, you've got to fuel and hydrate your body. I know bathroom is an issue when you're a teacher. You still need to hydrate. When you are dehydrated, your brain does not function at its best. You have got to hydrate, Prehydrate. start the morning with eight ounces of water. You're waking up dehydrated. So start your day with water and hydrate throughout the day. Use electrolytes to make that hydration more effective. There are some pretty cost-effective types of electrolytes. You don't have to buy the expensive ones. You can find some that are not too expensive that are going to do the job to help you effectively hydrate your body. Coffee and sugar are not effective fuels and liquids for your body. I know teachers run on coffee and sugar. You've got to get good fuel in your body. And again, make small changes, build small habits to get yourself moving in the right direction. You don't have to do massive overhauls. Okay. That's when you fail. So start with that eight ounces of water. First thing in the morning, fuel, make sure that you're getting protein, and veggies into your body. Like make those your first changes. Am I getting protein? There are easy ways to get protein in, in your lunch at work. I know that you are eating while you're planning, prepping, copying, meeting with students, teaching, like you don't get to sit down to eat baby carrots, easy vegetable to like pack, eat on the run, having your lunch bag, keeping the fridge at work. Yogurt, easy protein to carry with you, um, portable in its own container. Cheese sticks, easy to carry, move around. Like It doesn't have to be complicated when it comes to fueling and hydration. Keep it simple, okay? Plan ahead. That's part of what I work on with my, my clients is let's plan, let's prep, let's make it easy. Find foods that you enjoy and like that fuel your body, but you've got to make sure that you're getting protein in there. You've got to make sure that you've got good, healthy carbs in there. Fiber filled carbs, um, look for whole wheat, whole grain, uh, types of foods, uh, types of carbs look for less processed. Okay. So swap out, make a swap for, instead of having a muffin for breakfast, have oatmeal and yogurt. Okay. You're getting carbs and, and protein, uh, hydration instead of a coffee. Well, even instead of a sugared coffee at Starbucks, Dunks, Aroma Joe's, wherever you go make coffee at home. Okay. You're going to cut out some of those, those sugars there. The sugar is going to cause you to spike and crash and spike and crash. And you know, those crashes, Protein is going to help level you out, level your blood sugar. So, I want you to focus on simple, full nutrition, good hydration. These are going to keep you level and balanced so you're not having those crashes. They're going to help you think more clearly and perform better. It's so, so important that you start fueling your body. I'm not talking about dieting. I'm not talking about deprivation. I am just talking about fueling and hydration. And then this. I called movement a super habit. This is your superstar.
1: I wanted to interrupt this awesome interview to personally thank you for checking out Legendary Educator. I hope you're enjoying this episode and finding benefit in it to take back to your classroom. You know, creating a podcast and producing weekly episodes is actually pretty demanding. It takes time, energy, and yes, even some cost. But fear not, there is a way to support the podcast. Actually, two ways. The first thing you can do is go check out legendaryeducator.com resources, where I've compiled a whole list of products and services that are useful to teachers. You never know. You may find something that's just right for you, like discount school supply for your school supplies, lesson planet for prepared lesson plans, or better help for online therapy. Using the links on my website won't cost you anything. You may actually end up saving but it will give me a little kickback to help support the channel. And if you don't find anything you like, you can just make a small donation by going to legendaryeducated.com slash donate. You can donate as little as a dollar. A buck a show. Sounds like a good deal. Again, thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode.
0: Your absolute superstar when it comes to stress management, recovery, performance, You have got to sleep. And I know, I know, like, I don't have time. I can't, I have to do this, this, and this. I can't get to bed earlier. I can't. Okay. Let's change the conversation. Let remember, number, number two was ditch the negativity, change the conversation how can you get more sleep? Because when you get more sleep, you're going to be more effective. You are going to have more clarity. You're going to have more energy. You're going to perform better. You're going to think more clearly. The studies are clear on the need for sleep, seven to nine hours of sleep. So are you setting yourself up for good sleep? with a good nighttime routine. Does your nighttime routine set you up for the morning so that when you wake up, you're not anxious, stressed, and and feeling all of that stress and anxiety first thing in the morning? Nighttime routine, three, two, one. Three hours before bed, you're done eating. So this is, you can backward engineer this very easily. Three hours before bed, you're done eating so that your body can digest and start getting into that rest and digest state. Two hours before bed, you're done working. I know that's hard, but you can make it work. And one hour before bed, you're done with all screens. If you must be on screens in that time frame, I recommend using blue light blocking glasses. Do some restful activities leading up to bed so make sure that lunches and breakfast are all set for the next day your bag is packed for the next day so and you know where it is so you're not running around trying to find everything in the morning you put your clothes out for the next day i literally put out actually i put out three outfits for the next day one i put out what i'm going to wear the next day i put out my workout clothes and i set them next to my bed so that i have to step on them getting out of bed in the morning And I put out what I'm going to wear to train in the evening because I, I have training sessions in the evening. All of those are set out. I don't have to think about them the next day. I don't have to worry about what needs to be ironed, washed, whatever. I've got it all ready to go the night before. You might try some journaling, some breathing exercises. Um, You might try some gentle yoga, stretching, a warm shower or a cold shower depends on the person. Some people find a cold shower relaxing and calms them for sleep. And it it there's been some studies that show that it can benefit you for sleep because of um, you want your body temperature to start coming down. But you may find a warm shower more relaxing. Maybe having a cup of tea while you read. No screens in the bedroom. Maybe read before you go to bed you sleep. So you're doing activities that are causing your body and mind to start to slow down because if we go from thing to thing, to thing, to thing all day long, we get home and we do this, this, and this we're running still. And then we jump into bed. Our mind and our body are still going at that speed and they are not ready for sleep. And you're going to lay there staring at the ceiling for a long time. When you have a routine that starts your body getting ready for sleep, you're going to be able to fall asleep faster and sleep better. There are other things you can do to help with that, but setting up that routine. I find that if I skip my bedtime routine because I got home late and I just want to get right to bed so I can get as much sleep as possible. I can't fall asleep. I need that routine to slow my mind and my body down and prepare them sleep. Same thing with your kids. Have a routine that gets your kids ready for sleep and then gets you ready for sleep. So you're all getting enough sleep. If you're only getting four to five hours of sleep, I'm not asking you to jump from that to seven to nine, just gradually add to the amount of sleep you're getting. Add 10, 20 minutes a night. Just gradually add more. Gradually increase the amount of sleep that you're getting until you're you're finding yourself waking up rested if you're sleeping really long times on the weekend when you don't have to set your alarm you might not be getting enough sleep during the week if you're waking up groggy really struggling to wake up you might not be getting enough sleep so when you get enough sleep you're going to have the energy that you need to get throughout the through your day you're going to be more clear-headed you're going to be able to do what you need to do better you're going to be in a better mood so sleep and movement are very important for our mental health okay when we get those we experience less depression less mood swings things like that so those are my top tips for you and i know that they sound simple, but they're not easy to implement. And so I just encourage you to keep it simple. From this list, create yourself a habit wish list of things you want to create as habits related to movement, nutrition, sleep, hydration, all of those, and the ditching the negativity and giving yourself grace. But we really can only develop one habit at a time. So I want you to choose one to work on each month you've got basically 10 months of school so you can work your way through 10 habits and then create your own 30-day challenges for the month of september give yourself a 30-day challenge one of those habits you want to work on and if you want to start working out 30 minutes a day and you're not working out at all start small start with five minutes a day and work up to 10 work up to 20 work up to 30 maybe september is 30 days of movement maybe october is 30 days of getting your full hydration every day. Create your own 30 day challenges and grab a friend and get them to do it with you. Grab that support system. And if you need more help with it, That's what I'm here for. That's what I do in my business. Um, You can reach me at therecoveringeducator at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram as The Recovering Educator. And this is what I do. I help educators develop these habits that are the foundation of their stress management. If you can get good sleep, good nutrition, good movement, good mindset, you're in a healthy place to manage the stress because we can't get rid of the stress. We can't change the whole educational system overnight, but we can work on ourselves and control the controllable. There's a lot of things we can't control and we can complain about them, but isn't gonna change them. So we can control the controllable so that we're in a better place to face the stress and the challenges that come at us in the world of education.
1: So if you've managed to reach this far, I'm going to go ahead and assume that you're enjoying this episode. And what better way to show me that you're enjoying the podcast than by doing something to support it financially? It's just the right thing to do. You can go to legendaryeducator.com resources to find links to products and services. Using the links aren't going to cost you anything but I'll get a small kickback for every purchase you made. And if you don't find anything there, you can go to legendaryeducator.com slash donate and donate as little as $1 or more if you're feeling generous. Do the right thing. That was Dr. Naomi Hall, owner of The Recovering Educator. You can check her out at therecoveringeducator.com and I'll have all her links in the show notes below. If you found this episode of the Summer PD series beneficial, your homework is to share this episode with one of your teacher friends, preferably somebody who is new to teaching, so that they too will learn and benefit for their students. You can follow me on Instagram at legendaryeducator, and you'll want to head over to legendaryeducator.com and get on the mailing list to be notified of new content and updates. Here is where I usually say, next week on the Summer PD Series. But that's it. It's over. There is no next week. So stay tuned for Season 2 of the Legendary Educator podcast, coming this September. Thanks for tuning in to Legendary Educator. I really do hope you've benefited from the past nine episodes. I'll see you in the fall. Class is dismissed.